Good morning, recruiting gym junkies. How are you doing? I hope you're well. Uh, it is Monday of week three in the lockdown. Uh, it's great to see some regular faces in the uh, in the morning stand up. Uh, when I was sort of thinking yesterday about what to cover in uh, the morning stand up, I was a little bit betwixt and between, really, because because people told me it was Easter next weekend. Uh, and it sort of seems like uh, we've been living in uh, a holiday period. Uh, you know, people have that phrase, uh, never in a month of Sundays. Well, we're sort of living through that month of Sundays now. Uh, even the Sundays are quieter than a normal Sunday. It's almost like a month of Christmas days uh, with the amount of traffic on the roads. But... The reason I was sort of a bit perplexed in terms of what we should be covering in the uh, in the stand up was that uh, there's so many businesses in so many different positions. Uh, if you look at my situation uh, as a trainer of recruiters, uh, my business is pretty much at a standstill. Uh, I'm still delivering lots of training. Uh, but primarily I'm supporting my existing clients just to help them get through. Uh, it's not about uh, maximizing revenue in today's world. And so it's a, a peculiar thing to be sort of working hard in your business, but knowing you're doing the right thing rather than uh, actually sort of getting paid <clears throat> for it. You're sort of like giving forward, uh, as it were. And we've got some great shows planned this week. We're uh, running a show on how to deal with candidate risk that will come from not only COVID-19, but also uh, potentially uncertain economic times in the in the future. Uh, what we're also, uh, we've also got around how to uh, motivate yourself. Uh, we've got some business development webinars, which are around how to sort of become front of mind uh, in, the, in the mind of your client when they do recruit. Uh, but it's really weird it sort of feels like everyone's getting ready for what might happen next because those businesses that haven't or aren't busy because of the nature of delivery, so like supermarkets are super busy, e-commerce businesses are really busy. I was chatting to a friend who's a lawyer. Uh, they're really busy. So there is sections of the market that are still really busy. Uh, and if you support clients that are in those niches, then the chances are you've still got recruitment that's going on. You've got clients calling you uh, with, with, with vacancies. And I think in week three, what you'll find is companies will sort of will start thinking, right, does this workload need to be done? Uh, does this workload need to be done? And if it does need to be done, irrespective of whether we're working at home uh, or we're coming out of lockdown, then companies, are, I think, are going to start uh, initiating uh, recruitment processes. Uh, but that's assuming that they feel confident about their business model in the weeks and months uh, ahead. Uh, James Osborne from the Recruitment Network shared a really interesting uh, image this morning, which was sort of talking about how demand within each e-commerce sites has changed over the last three weeks. And so the biggest losers are things like luggage uh, and suitcases. And the biggest wins are things like bread makers, uh, disposable goods. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but that's sort of to be expected when we switch our, our, our living our living situation. 
but one of the exercises that I've I've seen a number of businesses go through is that they, they've, they've done a team exercise to sort of predict who are the winners and who are the losers going to be from this current economic uh, sort of uncertainty and, and, the, and the situations that we're in. And so uh, I'd encourage you to do that exercise with your team, because really, whether you're busy or quiet, uh, and, and to be fair, most recruiters I speak to are very, very quiet, uh, especially those in niches where there's not much demand uh, if the business isn't selling much. So finance and accounting uh, seem to be struggling unless you can do analytics on what we're not earning. Pharma uh, uh, is still pretty busy and biotech uh, is still pretty busy. But what, what we're doing is, is thinking uh, about sort of who are the winners and the losers, which companies within our specialism are going to do well. Uh, it could be we've got a lot of pure e-commerce companies, so they're going to do quite well. Uh, we could be we've got mainstream retail and there if you do IT recruitment, they're going to accelerate their digital delivery uh, platform. The friend I spoke to that was a lawyer specializes in retail and he sort of says that what's happening to the high street is basically taking what was going to happen in the next six years and it's forcing it on the industry in the next three. Uh, sorry, in, the, in three months. And so uh, so thinking about which retail companies are going to be winners uh, and losers. Uh, if I was doing IT recruitment uh, or e-commerce recruitment, you know, companies are going to be accelerating uh, that ability to deliver digitally and have making sure they've got the supply chain and the logistics uh, around that. And that touches on a number of different niches. Uh, if I play store managers, then it may be uh, a little bit, a little bit different. It could be if I do marketeers that specialize in e-commerce, then that will uh, in turn uh, be part of organizations realigning their workforce. And so what we've got to think about is how a business is going to adapt their business model to make sure when a lockdown happens again, that actually they're able to continue trading uh, in the way they are at the moment. Think about it from the recruiting gym's perspective. All my effort and energy is going into online training. Why? Well, like next, next time the flu season comes around, it could be we're back into a lockdown. Uh, and so we've got to think as a business, how are we going to be fit uh, for going in and out of lockdown? Uh, we're not quite sure of what the route out is yet. We're able to learn from China and Hong Kong and, and other sort of Asian countries. But they're not quite sure yet. Uh, does it? Are we going to be in and out of, uh, of, of these measures? Uh, is this the new normal, in which case businesses are going to have to realign uh, what they do? Uh, if I did e-learning uh, sort of train and online training, I'd probably be feeling pretty good uh, as a niche as companies look to sort of educate uh, their teams. EdTech, technology related to education, is going to be doing uh, really well, uh, not only with the growth of, of companies delivering training online, but also all the training companies are going to want to be delivering uh, training online. So it's trying to think about, right, in a world where we work remotely, uh, we have to be able to do our jobs remotely, we have to be able to communicate with our teams remotely, we have to be able to deliver our service remotely uh, through e-commerce platforms, et cetera, et cetera. What projects do businesses need to do in order to uh, thrive in that environment? And part of this might be you reassessing your niche uh, because the digital 
delivery, the digital transformations within organizations are going to be a really important part uh, of that. And so, so, so spend, spend some time today and this week thinking who are going to be the winners and losers? What skills and disciplines uh, within our clients are they going to need more of? Uh, and it should be a fun exercise, right? And part of this is taking you and your teams and transitioning yourself from being a recruiter, which is give me a job, I'll fill a job, to actually starting to understand the business environment that you're, uh, you're, you, you exist in, but also the companies that you work with exist in. Uh, I was always a bit insecure about being a salesperson. Uh, my, uh, all my friends became doctors, lawyers, uh, accountants, and I became a recruiter. Uh, and so I'd be naturally abused for that. Uh, but I always felt sort of in the UK, we don't really respect and value the world of sales and the role of sales. Uh, and partly that's because of the behavior of salespeople, but also it's sort of the nature of how we how we feel as, 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 as the British. And but but the reality is, is that in every organization, uh, we're going to sell our way out of this. That's the only way that's going to going to happen. But, but the difference between a transactional salesperson and a consultative salesperson is about your ability to engage with clients in business conversations. Uh, so if you imagine uh, you speak to a CEO, the likelihood is they're either a finance director, an operations director, or they're a sales director uh, by trade. And so what we've got to do is separate out our technical specialism of what we do professionally but then overlay our business acumen, our business brain. And so this is an opportunity for every recruiter because your clients aren't recruiting. The only thing you've got to talk to them about is business. How are they going to be? How is their business going to be impacted uh, by COVID-19? Uh, what are they going to change within their business to make sure that if this happens again, uh, they're going to be able to survive? Uh, how are they planning to change their de client delivery model from face-to-face -to, -face to online? Uh, it's really important that, that, that because that's the only thing we've got left to talk to our clients about. How are you finding things? How are you going to change your business model? How that, how's that going to impact the, the type of people that you recruit, the profile of person uh, that you recruit? It could, and that's what we're trying to, to understand here is, is about the business impact uh, uh, it's the business impact of, of this situation and what is your plan to survive. Uh, I've heard of recruiters that are, are actually that are doing quite well. They've already built a model where they have uh, the recruiters based in the UK, but they have flexible resourcing uh, capacity based in Eastern Europe, uh, Philippines or, or, or India. Now, I know a lot of traditional recruiters were like, oh, I can never do that. Uh, but in these situations, what they're able to do is they're able to turn on and off uh, that sourcing uh, capacity. Now, does, do I believe that's the type of recruitment that I would want? Not really. Uh, I spoke to someone else who uh, runs their business where you've got recruiters and then they have interns doing gap years at universities. Uh, and again, much more flexible way of managing uh, your cost base. I think what most businesses will start to do is thinking about, right, I only want to pay someone for, for doing the high value jobs. I don't want anyone overqualified. In lots of ways, recruiters and recruitment 
is an extremely inefficient uh, business model. If you imagine often your best billers, the people that are most successful in your organization, you they spend their time arranging interviews. Like if they're earning 70 grand, they're earning, say, for example, 50 grand a year and they spend uh, half their day uh, inter arranging interviews. You know, that's 250. That's, that's like 125 quid a day. That's, you're paying them 20, 30 quid an hour uh, just to arrange interviews. That's a seven pound an hour job. That's an eight, nine pound an hour job. Uh, I've got to remember the minimum wage. Uh, so so it, it's really important that, that as a business owner, if you're looking at this thinking, how can we re-engineer our business whereby rather than it necessarily being a solo game, which is where we've got our best people doing the lowest value activities, how can we change the dynamic uh, of that to uh, be much more, how can I put it? How can we change the dynamic of that to be much more where as a team, uh, we are doing the jobs that we're qualified uh, to do. That's how people like Randstad run their outsourcing functions. And it allows them to operate a much leaner operation because you're not overpaying uh, for certain tasks. Your clients will be going through that same process. So let's think about what we're going to do today. Because remember, uh, part of the uh, daily stand-ups is giving you one thing that you can focus on. And the thing that I'd like you to focus on today is I want you to think about who are going to be the winners and losers within your markets, which companies are going to do well and which companies are going to do badly. Just create that list because tomorrow uh, we'll think about the next thing. Why aren't I talking about smashing the phones today? Well, you know what? I think if your clients are recruiting, they're probably going to be calling you or calling someone. But what I'm seeing is that, and I'm getting feedback on this, is that clients just aren't in the headspace uh, for recruiting. Uh, and they're not in the headspace to talk about recruiting. So what we've got to do is, is, think, about, uh, is think about how can we be proactive and engage clients and candidates in things that are just about business, uh, that help enable us to help them with market intelligence, market insights, uh, just to sort of help them through uh, this period. So your one thing for the day, build a list of the winners and the losers uh, from this current situation and what's probably going to happen over the next three, six months. Print off your current client list, print off your lapsed client list and work out who are going to be the winners and the losers. Then look at your target list and think about who's going to do well. Remember, that's the start of having a strategy. And when you feel like you've got a strategy, you can begin to feel like you're in control. So thank you very much, everybody. I really appreciate you uh, you joining in. And uh, it's got, we've got over 30 today, so we've got a pretty good show today. Uh, and I think more people are finding us because it's the same link every single day. So uh, I look forward to uh, seeing everyone soon. Take care now. Bye.